Salma Al-Arifi. So, um, Sister Salma, the title of her talk is going to be My Journey in Academia, Achievements That Are Not in the CV. So, Dr. Salma, um, M.S. Al-Arifi, received her B. Uh, English Honours Degree, uh, Bachelor's English Honours Degree in Telecom Engineering and PhD in Computing and Electronic Systems from the University of Essex in Colchester. Wow, that was a tongue twister in itself. Um, that was between uh, 2013 and 2018, respectively, where she served as a Vice President of the Islamic Society as well. Dr. El Arifi is an award-winning teaching fellow in electrical power systems and a member of the Inclusive Teaching Committee at the School of Electronics and Electrical Engineering at the University of Leeds. She has been actively involved in promoting women in science, technology, engineering and mathematics, also known as STEM, and in closing the BAME awarding gap as well, mashallah. Before moving to Leeds, she worked as a lecturer at the University of Surrey and Royal Holloway College, University of London. Through her talk, Sister Salma uh, will be discussing elements of her academic journey that are not often touched upon in everyday conversation. I can't wait to hear this. Jazakallah and Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sister Salma. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks to the MIND community for giving me this opportunity. I'm going to reflect on a personal story, which I think hopefully will link in particular to the, to the formula of success, an example of how um, I have applied that uh, to become here. So as you probably have seen um, from my CV before um, when I was a student, I used to think that it, it takes a lot for a woman to be an academic or it takes a lot for a woman to be an engineer. But I am actually a normal person. I'm going to tell you about my story so that you can sort of have an idea. I don't usually like to give a very, a very professional biography, but for, for the purpose of this talk, so that you can link to um, what I went through to become, alhamdulillah, I am by the grace of God, alhamdulillah. So uh, my academic, my journey to academia started in 2008, um, in 2008 on my way back from um, a, a trip to the beach um, on the Mediterranean beach um, in the city of Subrata, back home in Libya. Um, we were coming back after a very long trip, a long weekend to celebrate my A-level results. We got a phone call from my uncle who lives in Tripoli um, uh, saying that um, he's seen my name um, appearing in the newspaper um, uh, and that uh, um, I have achieved um, my academic achievement was among the top 10 achieving students. Now, I come from a, a small village in Libya, not even in the capital. To have had such a news, it, it felt a little bit, a bit like a dream and I was thinking maybe it's just... Um, he's making fun of me or something like this but eventually we followed up the news and it was actually true and I, I was offered um, a scholarship I'm, I'm not going to go through the whole process of um, how I got the scholarship and everything but it, w it was more of an award and I was selected to um, um, I was given the chance to come and study in the UK to do my my engineering degree and in 2009 I came to the UK um, on a child visa um, I didn't speak a word of English I know my, that, that's why my, my English is still a bit rubbish. 
um, which was really frustrating because I couldn't understand people. Like I couldn't understand a little bit, but I, I wasn't able to reply. I had to use a lot of body language and stuff and obviously moving as a young Muslim woman from a very reserved society. Also, I am also a disabled student. So I, 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 I have a speech um, impediment, which means that I stutter. I can't speak as fluent as any um, other person. So learning the language was actually a big challenge for me. And when I first came to the UK, there was a lot of problems, um, a lot of challenges that I had to uh, deal with and come across. Um, of these challenges was actually the known ones, which is the culture change, um, uh, completely in a completely di different culture as a child. Um, I didn't have uh, people to go to. There were no friends, no neighbors, no people who I actually, actually I can actually speak to. And um, back then, internet connection was not as good as now. I remember I had to live with an English lady so that she can teach me English and help me to do the homework when I come back from the language school. I went through a lot of challenges. One of those is the, the self-doubt. I got to a phase where I was thinking, can I do this? Am I actually made for this challenge? Um, because... I've never done anything like this. I've never heard of anyone in my community or my background that has done su such thing. Um, obviously, the responsibility that came with this made things even more challenging because um, for my parents to have to stand against the culture and allow me to come and study and for me to, to still be the news of the whole city and the whole country that for my parents who have allowed me to, to travel in my own and people saying things about me and I'm, I, I remember my um, even my very own friend saying to me that you have to choose either to go abroad and do this degree for a couple of years or have a family and get married because you, re you really need to be prepared for the future that you are going to have after you come back because no one is going to marry you this is going to affect your sisters no one is going to marry your sisters and no one that, that's very likely to even affect your extended family and cousins and everything for my parents to have allowed me to come so the harder the challenges that I, I, I was continuously faced with in terms of having to learn the language and having to achieve myself, the, the more the responsibility that I felt. And going back to the, to the formula of success, I didn't have a choice to turn back. So throughout the journey, I was so motivated by the advices that my dad would continuously give me, that um, the passion that I saw in him and the trust that he gave to me and I felt like I could not let him down and let my mum down. Um, my determination throughout the journey, I, I like to say that was motivated alongside my fate, um, which is always my fate on Allah and my istikhara. That's how I've um, always made my decisions. My determination was also linked to my Libyan genes. Um, as an Arab Libyan woman, those of you, if you ever have um, a Libyan friend, you know that they tend to be really stubborn. <laughs> so um, uh, motivated by the uh, by the famous Libyan quote of bravery, um, the the Libyans who fought against the Italian fascists, that we are a nation that never surrender. That was at the background of my head all the time. I was like, I can't give up now. Um, I, I went through all sorts of challenges from, um, from Islamophobia, from people calling me names. Um, and it doesn't help when you can't speak English because you don't even understand what they're telling you. And even if you do understand and you don't know how to reply back, that's even um, a disaster. So um, Alhamdulillah, I 
managed to pass the, the English language requirement and I attended university um, in 2010. I received my first degree in um, uh, telecommunication engineering in 2013. And Alhamdulillah, I, um, despite of all of the challenges, I, with the help of Allah and the prayers of my parents, I managed to get a first class and I was um, given an opportunity to actually to do a PhD at the same university, which my parents were not well prepared for. Now, by then, by 2013, I think that the people um, became a, a little bit more lenient about the, the fact that a woman is can be allowed to go and study abroad because they saw my achievement and I felt like I was making history. This is the advice that my dad was giving to me all the time. And alhamdulillah, as a, as a result, a lot of the women in my community have been able to support their families. Uh, my parents as well has taken a part in that in supporting families who have uh, managed to send their daughters abroad. Now, the challenges have not stopped there, as I said. Uh, when I, um, the more the, that I proceeded through my, my academic journey, the, the more, the harder the challenges that I came across. Now, as I went into my PhD, now the challenges, I, I became more aware of the system and I could speak a bit more English and I can write, I can understand and everything. But now the challenges was actually at a professional level. I was constantly told that I, I will never make it to, to academia because of my stutter, because um, uh, earlier on my stutter was so severe. I wasn't even able to, to talk about, um, uh, to talk in public or um, have... Um, give speeches and things like this and now going back to the formula of success because I I did not want to surrender I did not come all this way for me to give up and I remember um, I, I was actually being told this by even my professors they were they would say to me that you've come a long way and it's a shame that um, you will get a degree but you'll never be able to make it to academia because because of your stutter which is always going to be a letdown to you and um, I remember that I was this was towards the, the end of my PhD and I met my husband which was a very difficult thing to go for um, knowing that I stutter and knowing that a lot of people actually even in the western community they have a lot of um, stigma about it I didn't know how he was going to perceive it and I, I had to do all of these like um, uh, therapies by myself at this stage so so that I can actually speak to my husband before um, marrying him and tell him that I've actually got a stutter. Um, now the good thing about my stutter is that I don't stutter with people that I know I only stutter with um, strangers so people when I get used to them um, it's eased a bit more. So I remember before my PhD five and my my um, my professor said this to me, he said that I, I know you, you've done a lot of amazing work, but I'm really concerned that you won't be able to pass because you can't speak in public. And, and obviously you, you tend to settle a lot with strangers and you, you'll do that with your, with your examiners as well. And I went so mad um, uh, for him say, saying that to, to me. And that, the quote that my dad keeps saying to me came back to my mind and I cannot surrender at that phase. So I went away, I looked for all of the speech therapies that they offer around the world. I found the best uh, speech stuttering school in London and I signed up for their uh, program. They were so supportive and I did sign up for the program. So they prepared me so that I can actually give my, um, uh, my PhD oral exam. And I, since then I've been actually working 
with them. So the the message from here, I know that as a Muslim woman and also as a woman in engineering, which is actually a national problem in the UK, we don't have women in, in academia is a biggest it can be a big struggle for all women of all kinds of background, let alone Muslim women. I've been to conferences and meetings where I was the only hijabi lady in there. Um, I know that I need to work really hard and I know that I need to work 10 times harder than anyone else. But the message that I want to give away today is to never give up. Whatever your dream is, never ever give up. We, we all have strengths. You just need to find your strength. And if people are giving you feedback, maybe, or saying that um, you can't do something, do not take it as a message that you, you can't do it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. All of us, we have our own strengths. We, are, we have our own features that we can apply and improve on. You, you just need to use the formula to success and apply it and have trust in yourself, seek help and be able to improve. Um, that's also one of the other things that I want to, to, to give away today as well. Um, the first step to success is to see paths to success. But the, the other thing is that never be fooled that you, you reach there and that's it. You, as humans, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we should continue to seek um, success, we should continue to help other people and we should continue to, to improve and develop ourselves. And especially as women in, women in the Western society, we have um, a commitment to deliver this message to, um, to our com communities. And I'm um, glad to have had this role, alhamdulillah, to be able to support a lot of um, uh, female students uh, that I teach at, across the universities that I have been working with, and also with the um, work we do with the local schools so that we can actually encourage more women from um, minor backgrounds to actually to go to academia and study engineering because if I can do it, if I am the person who doesn't even speak English and doesn't even do it very well and stutters and had so many difficult problems that I might, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might have blessed me with the abilities to process no, no, knowledge, but I've had my own uh, share of challenges, but I w went through it and so all other women's and young females. For those who feel they struggle in education and they're demotivated and they think they can't do it and you know our youth subhanallah they're wandering on the streets instead of being at school what advice would you give to the youth is to try to work hard and keep at it never give up yeah just to never to give up never give up subhanallah never give up mashallah subhanallah sister your determination your fight your trust in Allah subhanallah is so inspirational I can't believe, honestly, the amount that you've been through from leaving your entire family, coming to this country, not speaking the language and, you know, the Islamophobia that you face, but, you know, you couldn't express yourself. You couldn't say anything back. You couldn't defend yourself because you couldn't speak the language, subhanAllah. And then the the stutter, the cultural, um, the stigmas, what was being said to you by your own family as well, marriage, children, subhanAllah. And here you are. Mashallah, delivering a talk, absolutely phenomenal. It's so inspiring, Sister Jazakallah, for sharing your story. Honestly, it really is. May Allah Panta continue to bless you, accept all your efforts. Um, I mean, it's really Jazakallah for sharing your story. I, I can imagine uh, everyone listening is just wowed by this. Muslima Voices.